0: truth, make Jesus the way, tell the truth, on the podcast, tell the truth, coming up fast. Hey everybody, this is Sharon, and tell the truth with True Life Music. Mmm, I am still dreaming about my future rhubarb crop, and why doesn't Millbank have a rhubarb festival? I think we need to pursue that a little bit, be Awesome. Well, as soon as the snow melts and we get lots of sunshine, the rhubarb will start poking up before lots of other things come to life. See, there's a reason South Dakota used to be called the Sunshine State. That was the motto on our state flag, as long as I can remember. And it's because, technically speaking, South Dakota had more daylight hours of sunshine than any other state I guess it's the weather experts that figure these things out. So that explains our amazing surplus rhubarb crop. What else would do it? But then, so as not to cause too much commotion, we gave up our name to a state way down south who thought they had the most sunshine. But can they grow rhubarb? No. So We graciously accepted the new motto of the Rushmore State just to keep the peace. But that's okay, because we probably get a lot more tourists because of the Rushmore State than we get because of our rhubarb status, you think? But, you know, in my South Dakota heart, we are always the sunshine state. The Rushmore State became the official motto around 1980. And we have other names, too, like the Coyote State, the Cookin State, or the Potluck State, but those are unofficial names, and we have lots of potlucks, so, you know. I would like to believe that all that sunshine keeps us healthy. And, of course, you have to actually go outside to get some sun, kind of like plants, Most plants need quite a lot of sunshine to grow and produce things like tomatoes and strawberries and rhubarb. The plants absorb the sun and get energy from it to help them grow. If you take the same plants that have been in the sun and some that are mostly in the shade, you can see under a microscope how different they look. This would be a great science project. You can watch and see how the plants absorb the sunshine. It would be kind of like looking at x-ray pictures. Did you ever have to go to the doctor and they took a picture of you with an x-ray machine? It could be kind of scary. It shows everything. You can see your bones and your ribs and your muscles and joints and sometimes when you go to the dentist they have to take a picture of your teeth and everything that's in your mouth. Do you know how long the roots of your teeth are? They go all the way to your jawbone. Those x-rays are to help the doctor and dentist see where there might be something wrong, like a cavity or a broken bone. You can see everything. Then they know just how and where to fix you. Remember when we were talking about the ten rules that God gave Moses on the smoking mountain? Those rules that are written in stone and never change help us to see what's really inside of us like a big x-ray machine, I like to think of it. They show exactly how we are treating others, what we are thinking about, and why we do what we do. And God is always looking at the x-ray pictures to see what's going on inside of us. Nothing is hidden. There's a story about a lady named Hannah in the Book of Truth. And she was having some problems. The only thing she knew to do about her problem was to pray about it, That was a very good and logical decision, but other people who were watching her pray thought she was crazy. They accused her of nasty things when all she was doing was asking God to give her a child. In fact, people teased her so much and made so much fun of her that all she could do was cry and cry and she was so upset that she lost her appetite and she couldn't even eat. That's pretty bad. She hadn't done anything wrong. She just wanted to have a child. Well, God, who sees all things, heard her cries, and he saw inside her heart to see how sad and miserable she was. She was so miserable that she even told God that he would just give her a son. She would dedicate the boy forever to God's care as long as he lived. That's radical. One day, As Hannah was going to their place of worship, the priest or minister saw her. His name was Eli, and he was in charge of the house of worship, making sure everything ran smoothly. He saw Hannah praying, and that she was indeed quite miserable. Well, he told her to cheer up, like all good ministers do, and that God would answer her prayers. Simple as that. That made her so happy that she started to eat again. Well, wouldn't you know it? After a while, she did, in fact, have a baby boy. And she named him Samuel, which means I asked the Lord for him. And you know that God always keeps his promises. Well, Hannah remembered her promise that she would give the child back to God as long as he lived. It's really important for us to keep our promises to God If we don't, then why did we make a promise in the first place? So when Samuel was really little, maybe three or four, I don't know, Hannah and her husband took him to the place of worship where Eli was still in charge. Then she and her husband went on home and left little Samuel with Eli, and her husband agreed to everything because he knew that little Sam was a child from God. Hannah was so thankful that God had given her a baby and so happy about the whole thing that she prayed a great prayer of thankfulness to God. She absolutely trusted God to take care of her little boy. And babies are so important to God, you know; they're His own amazing creations, a one of a kind. He creates each one with His own personalized life plan. In fact, He knows just how to create each one of us with a great brain so we can choose to make the choice to follow that plan. And each baby's plan is different from everybody else's because God wants to get lots of things done and he needs different kinds of people to do it all. And babies are just so adorably cute, there is no such thing as an ugly baby. And the reason they're so cute and helpless is so that we will just love them all to pieces and make blankets no end and you can crochet little cute little outfits and swimming suits and cowboy boots and take pictures and send it on Facebook all over the world. Oh, sorry, I'd get off on the baby trail. So anyway, Hannah thanked God for her baby boy. It's really important to thank God for all that we have and not get all proud or whacked out about things. Remember the x-ray pictures? God is always looking right into our heart to see what's in there. So, here is Eli with his very little preschooler following him around all day long. Now, Eli is not getting any younger. None of us do. And he already had his own two grown-up boys to take care of. And, of course, Hannah came every year to see Samuel. And each time, she would bring him a noodle little coat that she made for him. And every time before she left, Eli would pray special blessings on her. He's the one who told her to cheer up, after all, and God would answer her prayer. Oh, wait a minute. God answers prayer. Oh no, what if he ends up with another boy to take care of? What if Hannah brings a girl? Panic time! God does answer prayer and Eli doesn't know how to take care of girls, or babies, or anybody, not even his own sons. Does God want to start a daycare with kids in the house of worship? Eli would have to hire helpers and figure out payroll and get everything up to code. No cribs with dangerous railings for child to get caught in. No small hazardous choking items, not even Legos. No plastic bags to eliminate the possibility of suffocation. Outlets must be covered up at all times to avoid electrocution. You must have government-inspected sleeping mats and pillows for nap time if you can get the child on the mat and stay there in the first place. All pajamas, pillows, stuffed animals, blankets, and all clothing must be made of federally approved, non-flammable, made-in-America fabric, free from perfumes, dyes, artificial coloring, artificial flavorings, parabens, wax, synthetic chemicals, and any other poisonous substance. Under no circumstance is any peanut butter allowed on site or anything containing trace amounts of anything remotely related to peanut butter because you might have a child with allergies, and allergies are running rampant, out of control. Any profit you make must be invested in gallons and gallons of hand sanitizer. You must not, under any circumstances, run out, ever. Hand sanitizer dispensers must be easily accessible and mounted on every door and wall and playpen. Oh, excuse me, this is my imagination running wild, but... If, by chance, your daycare facility is out of date and may contain the possibility of paint containing lead, the whole facility must be decontaminated, sanitized, power-washed, and new lead-free, odor-absorbing paint applied over everything. Poor Eli! What did he get himself into? The state inspectors could and would show up at any minute, unannounced. And they are armed and dangerous with clipboards and stern-looking faces, ready to document any and all violations. And one last thing. Do not, under any circumstances, feed the children, hot dogs or grapes or anything else to prevent the imminent danger of choking. Yikes! Eli! You're going to have to be Super Grandpa! Well, Hannah did have more children, but... uh, She didn't leave them all with Eli, thankfully. Phew, that was close. Samuel was the one she promised to give to God forever. But what would little Sam do all day in the house of worship? The Book of Truth says that he helped Eli with whatever he could do and he became the Lord's helper. And Hannah must have felt completely at peace, leaving her son with Eli because she trusted God to take care of everything. After all, if you leave your preschooler in the house of worship, what could possibly go wrong? Like, if you happened to grow up in a grocery store, you would learn all about how to run a grocery store. If you grew up in a restaurant, or a photography studio, or a sausage shop, or any other family-run business, you would know how to do those things. Well, little Sam grew up in the house of worship, so he learned how to do all that was required to keep things in order. The book of truth says that as he grew, he was also liked very much by all the people and God's favor was on him. It seems to me that if you grew up in the house of worship, you would learn how to honor God by being kind and helpful to people and to learn to be responsible and dependable. When you have a job to do, you should always do your best at it and not being lazy or messy or sloppy about your work. Like when you do your homework, it's always try to do your best because that is your job. And I'm thinking that Sam did his best to help out old Eli, and I'm sure they became very good friends. Plus, Eli's own boys were getting way out of hand and didn't follow the rules. So Eli was probably worrying about who would take over the duties after he couldn't anymore. Sometimes it seems like there's no easy answer to our problems and sometimes it seems like maybe everything we try to do just turns out all wrong. When I get in those situations, I remind myself that God is in control of it all. He really is, even though it might not seem like it at the moment. The Bible says that we need to have patience while God is working out the problem. If we trust him, knowing that he wants what's best for us, he will never disappoint us. The answer is on the way. Sometimes in our minds, we might get things a little backwards or jumbled up or upside down, but it's important to remember to keep our priorities straight. God is in control And without him guiding our life, we can really mess up. This is a song I wrote called, Let's Get It Straight.
1: you can gain eternal life I pray that you
0: Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He said so. Sometimes it takes us a while to get it straight, but it's the best way in the long run. You can read all about Samuel and his parents in the first book of Samuel, starting at chapter 1. Read all about it in the book of truth. And remember, always tell the truth! Thank you for listening to Tell the Truth Podcast with Sharon and True Life Music, recorded in the Why Millbank Podcast Studio in
1: Millbank, South Dakota. You can contact us at SharonTrueLife at gmail.com or online at WhyMillbank.com slash tell the truth.